0: All right, well, welcome back to the Notre Dame Hounds Junior A podcast. And I am extremely fill, filled, thrilled, I should say, to have on the line a native son of Regina, Saskatchewan, a uh, longtime alumni of uh, the Notre Dame uh, School and, and the Hounds Junior A's as well. Uh, one of the greats of the University of North Dakota and uh, NHL career, pro career all over Europe, and now working with the uh, Arizona Coyotes. It is uh, Jeff Ulmer. Jeff uh, from uh, Minnesota, I'm imagining, is where you are. I appreciate you uh, joining me today.
1: Thanks a lot, Jamie. It's good to to be on. I I am actually uh, here deep in the bowels of Pila River Arena in in Glendale, Arizona. I I stay back when the the team goes on the road trip so I can um, escape the injured guys and and, uh, a lot of stuff kind of behind the scenes. So, I'm here right now, and uh, just to correct you, I was born in Regina, but actually grew up in Wilcox. So I was I was there uh, right up until I went to North Dakota. So I'm
0: uh, a native son of Wilcox. There you go. Street. I just say, yeah. Uh, I guess I spent some time at yeah, the Wilcox yeah. in there, eating some uh, eating some of that food. Maybe run down to Rolo for the uh, Chinese food. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that was my uh, stomping ground. Rolo. I played I played hockey for the. For the team in Rolo, there, well, Wilcox and Rolo, and then played baseball in Milestone and Lang and all the surrounding towns. So definitely a native son.
0: Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And uh, we're uh, seeing—I don't know if you know Connor McLean, uh, but he uh, recently was brought back to uh, to Notre Dame. Good kid that grew up in Wilcox as well and around the school and back from Maritime Junior A hockey. So uh, good to see. uh, Saw that. Yeah, good to see the local guys. Get back in town here uh jeff i gotta ask you first of all uh, you mentioned that you're skating with the arizona coyotes you're uh i guess a skills slash video coach uh uh you know i guess uh, just talk about that that role that you have with the coyotes how you got it and uh, how you're enjoying it so far
1: sure for the, for the last few years of my uh my playing career which which just ended when i got this offer and I, and I took this i uh i had sent out resumes just in the event that something came up that i wanted to do and stayed in touch with a few of the guys in the organization here. Um, I had some other opportunities that I just didn't think it was worth uh, stopping my playing career or retiring, I guess you could say, um, for that, such as coaching. Uh, not in the NHL, but in, I had an offer in the AHL and a few other things, but just continued, uh, continued to play. It was still uh, important to me, and, um, and then I, I got a call this summer and from uh, our assistant general manager here, Steve Sullivan, he just called me and knew him from being down here in the past, where we spent our off seasons down here in uh, in Scottsdale. And and Sully just said, "Hey, Holmes, why don't you come in for a for an interview and have this position uh, as an assistant kind of video video guy for the hockey ops?" And I, I wasn't really up to up to speed technologically enough to to say, you know, I'm super interested in that. But I figured I'd come in and, and chat with them. And I met with uh, John Chayka, our GM, and uh, Steve Peters, our, our video coach, and and a few other guys about that position. And, and then as, as that kind of evolved into a second interview, they kind of tailored a, a new position where, it, uh, based on my history and my uh, hockey experience and stuff, they kind of created a, a new position that there hadn't been in the NHL before, kind of a – uh, a skills coordinator, a skill coordinator, which means basically, I'm working during the game, looking at our players' um, individual um, mistakes, slash, you know, great plays, and anything really that I see individually, not not so much system wise. So. And uh, I pass that on to the coaches and whether they want me to go on the ice and work with guys or um, speak with guys and just kind of be around the locker room and, and be a guy to talk to for a lot of our players and how they can improve and how um, what I can do to, to help. I do other things as far as um, face-off pre-scouts and skate the injured players and and uh, a lot of things, just special projects for the hockey ops they have me do. So it's... Um, it grew from that, that assistant video thing into this uh, skills video slash hockey ops uh, job that I have right now and, and I'm enjoying it so far but uh, yeah it all started with that one phone call and came in and um, I think it was kind of cool that they, they tailored the role uh, to be the first one in the NHL like it and uh, I'm kind of learning more and more each day and uh, hope that that uh, translates into something um, you know even bigger in the future but for now I'm worried on doing my job as best I can and Learning as much as I can from Tockett and John Chike and all these these guys that I, I see daily.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And uh, yeah, I guess I got to take you on a uh, on a bit of a on a memory lane tour here. Uh, I know, uh, you know, <clears throat> watching the uh, watching the last year, I'm sure you were just as proud uh, as, as anybody watching the Hounds win the TELUS again. But uh, you know, a lot of those guys kind of departed and went different ways, went different places um, you know, WHL, BCHL, etc. you know, that, that wasn't the path that you took, you, you know, obviously you were around Wilcox a long time, your family, your dad was, was involved with the school as a, as a principal and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, just being sort of around in Wilcox and deciding to stay with the, uh, the junior A team too, certainly seemed to, to pay off for you, uh, you know. As I'm sure that the current uh, the current generation of coaching staff uh, and management, uh, you know, hope uh, you know the quality players that come through the Notre Dame system, you know, see Notre Dame junior A as as a viable option. Uh, just talk about, uh, I guess, your decision to to stick with the uh, junior A team uh, and and I guess how how it paid off for you.
1: Yeah, I mean. For me, it wasn't uh, there was no real thing that I said, you know I gotta go play in the WHL and then i'm gonna I'm gonna be an NHL player For me, it was growing up, it was kind of all I knew was you know, I see my heroes were the were the players on the hounds from the junior team, you know there was Brendan Moore and cujo and even uh, even guys before that and uh, and after that too. so it was I never really had a a big goal of making the NHL. I always you know I wanted to be on the junior team and and from um, from growing up playing on uh, well not playing on but even even being a water boy and a stick boy for my dad's Bantam team the Hounds there in Bantam AA, when they would go down to to North Dakota to play the the teams down there and just from watching those games and seeing the atmosphere down there that was another goal that I had was you know um, I'm going to play on the junior team and then I'm going to go to North Dakota this is this is unbelievable and. You know, when it finally did happen, and I did make the junior team in in grade twelve, and I had the uh, opportunity to to go to different schools and, and travel. I think I had sixteen or seventeen different different schools that had either contacted me, and you know, some said we wanted to play another year junior, but North Dakota made me the a, a scholarship offer in the preseason, and as soon as I got that, I you know, a lot of a lot of kids will want to take a few visits and be swayed and see the different angles but I took that right away um and they said come in the next year which I did and um it was just great to be able to play with my brother jason there as well and uh win a national championship and and uh just accomplishing those two goals of playing in in the sj with uh with the notre dame house obviously my hometown team and and then uh on to north dakota were were two big thrills and and then, obviously, a 19-year playing career after that was 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 great. But it, it all started with the with the foundation, you know, of learning how to be a, a pro hockey—not even a pro hockey player, just a hockey player and a and a good person away from the rink. Um, I think Notre Dame definitely set me on the right path uh, for for where I am today.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Then you know, I, I I know you and I could probably talk about a million things. I have a million questions out and ask you, but uh, you know that you said it right there. You said you know I'm going to play junior A, then I'm going to play for the University of North Dakota. What a you know that's a pretty cool uh, pretty cool dream to have and to to make it come true. Uh, you know, obviously that uh, University of North Dakota program has created so many good players. Obviously the the younger people these days would think a lot about Jonathan Taves, obviously, but, uh, um, you know, obviously the list the list kind of goes on. Uh, you know, I'm a big Leafs guy myself, so Jason Blake, I know, came through there, and all sorts of different guys. But uh, yeah. uh, just talk yeah. about uh, winning that national championship uh, with North Dakota to, to, you know, to have that opportunity that is such a hard thing to do. I don't know if people understand how hard it is to win a, a national championship in the NCAA. It's absolutely insane
1: yeah, it was amazing. that that year too. we were we were un- unbelievably talented my junior and senior year, where Jason Blake was in my class. He was, he was uh, one of our best players. He was an older guy that uh, as he transferred and came in came in earlier. but we, we we were so good, our junior and senior year where we where we lost. I mean, my sophomore year, which is second year for those who don't know, we we came in after kind of struggling our freshman year. For my class, especially, and our team wasn't wasn't picked to, to do anything that year. We actually lost to the University of Manitoba in the preseason, and and um, but after that, we just kind of made a run. And I think um, one of the keys was I played on a line, um, and actually, for sure, the third member of that line. My two line mates were excellent. It was Matt Henderson, and uh, Adam Calder was a centerman who who sadly passed of, uh, of cancer this year, but um we just kind of took it on ourselves and based on this uh the role the coaches gave us we were a defensive line which is totally different for me and I had to accept the new role and and uh we just kind of took pride in going out against these other teams top lines and that kind of we ended up winning the national championship and Matt Henderson was uh scored two goals in the final and we didn't allow a goal to the other teams uh top line in the whole playoff run and um that yeah, was just a just a, It really taught me, you know, you don't need to be a goal scorer. You can really contribute uh, in different ways. And and uh, winning that winning that title and, and being in that role, kind of catapulted me into uh, being a pro and, and learning kind of what it takes to play away from the puck and be valuable in different ways and be dressing room guys. And so that was uh, that was obviously a big thrill for me. That I, I only never did win one other championship in uh, in pro hockey. So that was, uh, I still remember that to the day. And jumping into the pile after we won, we beat uh, Boston University with Chris Drury and I jumped into the pile to celebrate and got stitches in three different places. Uh-huh. So from Jason Blake, Jason Blake skate, but that was uh, something that uh, I'll never forget. And um, um, yeah, it was just a highlight for me. And I, I uh, I'm so glad I got to share it with uh, my buddy there that passed away,
0: yeah, I'm Calder. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, definitely, uh, definitely got to, yeah, definitely got to call out to Adam Calder. Uh, you know, a long time, uh, you know, pioneer kind of in a lot of ways too for for the, the good things being done in England uh, for the hockey out there yeah, as well. Exactly. So, Sorry, go exactly. ahead.
1: No, that's the, uh, you said it exactly. I, even in my office here, I have a, picture him that I, I look at daily to to show how fortunate uh, we are and you know I, I uh, learned a lot from him so
0: yeah yeah no doubt and now we now we see Great Britain in the world championships so uh, you know the the legacy that maybe I'm he left, left in England uh, definitely you know a big part of that too so there you go uh, you know also I gotta I gotta ask you too about uh, you know you, you talk about wanting to go to North Dakota and and whatnot but uh you know i don't know how you saw it at the time i guess it was something that you were you know kind of used to but uh you know a lot of guys go from junior and uh and have um you know like a city or a town that was behind them and, and whatnot but uh, I, I guess uh you know being a notre dame guy uh, you know you have a legacy that is maybe even more similar to you know wearing uh you know university jersey like north dakota on your chest uh Uh, Just talk about and I guess it's funny to, you know, to wear the ND twice, too, is uh, kind of uh, interesting, too. But, uh, um, yeah, just talk about, uh, you know, the the legacy of uh, Notre Dame and and how you kind of carried that with you, uh, you know, throughout your career. And, uh, you know, as simple things as even as, you know, living in the dorms and and how that prepared you for college, but also, you know, knowing that history matters and, and, uh, and, you know, doing something for the past and for the future, that kind of thing
1: yeah it's, uh, it's something special for me i i went back there last year my I, I was back in regina for the memorial cup and uh, i have i've only been to notre dame a couple times in the last you know 5 7 years or whatever it was and, uh i wish i could get back more but ooh, with uh, with my schedule and uh, having played up until basically this year i only had a few months in the summer it was great to be back there and, and every time i walk into the rink there and you know it's it's a proud feeling you so i see my jersey up there and a few plaques on the on the wall of fame and stuff like that and while you know you're 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 humble in the fact that you don't really you know you, you there's a, there's several players that are obviously a lot more accomplished and stuff and um but i i just feel proud to have been from there and um you know growing up in wilcox you're kind of uh, involved in everything there you're a baseball player you're a football player you're you're friends with everybody and it's been special to me to to go back and see the staff and see the people that uh, and even i was lucky that it was around alipatrita time so i got to see a lot of the people that were visiting back and and it, uh, it brings a lot of memories and and you're kind of like friends for life you have that uh, that bond from being in the dorms with With people and then being house leaders for you know when I was in Notre Dame I had Brad Richards and Vince LeCavalier I was looking after those guys and and uh, other guys as well you know Rob Ducharme I see when I go up there and uh, Josh Campbell and all the all these guys that that uh, I've stayed in touch with and there's that bond from being from being from that town but also just spending time in the town with the people that, that came in to go to school there you know there's not as you know there's not a ton of uh, extracurricular things to, to do there so you're always together and you're always uh, you know whether it's your team or cheering for another team or cheering for the football team or going to watch I remember going to watch the girls broom ball. just things like just things that uh, other schools may just not not do because it's, you know they're so spread out and they're so busy and there's other things so it, it really creates that bond of togetherness and family uh, in Wilcox and um. I haven't forgotten that. And I, uh, carry that with me, uh, to this day. And I think I'll always be known as a, as a good teammate. And I think that's, uh, definitely something that I learned, you know, from being in Notre Dame and playing on all those different teams and all the different sports and, and, uh, living in a place like that. It was just special for me. And, and I owe a lot to that.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I had to have to shout out to Alice Dumbo, of course, who, uh, you know, whenever I, whenever I need to ask somebody about anybody that ever went to Notre Dame, basically, I just kind of ask Alice what she thinks and, um, talk, to, yeah. talk pretty My glowingly. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Pretty glowingly. Yeah. She talks glowingly about a lot of people, of course, but, uh, definitely about you and she's a wonderful yeah. wonderful woman um <clears throat> i guess i gotta again jump forward i know you and you can i could probably could have a two-hour podcast or whatever but that's just not the way the world works these days okay. uh so you know you you, you know you finish your nordac career you go into uh, team canada there for a year at the national team level and then yeah. the year after that uh you, you walk into an nhl locker room with mark messier and brian leach and theo fleury and Peter Nedved and I'm sure I'm gonna miss you know forget some people here you know from the the Rangers there when they tried to make a sort of a super team uh, there when, when you got yeah. your opportunity what uh, what was that like uh, what was that locker room like I think Adam Graves maybe was still there too but uh, what was that uh, what was that kind of uh, like
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Obviously, I was really fortunate that. Uh that, uh, that I played for a coach after that year and uh with the national team in team Canada I, I went to Houston and played for Ron Lowe um played really well and turned out uh he got the job with New York the next year and said you know we got to bring this kid in I, I he liked me and um it's funny I, I see him still see him here in, in uh Phoenix sometimes and he says man I, I had you pegged for a thousand game career and which I ended up having, but uh, he thought it would be in the NHL just with the shot and skating and stuff like that. But at that time it was tough to tough to break in at five eleven and you know, under six foot, six foot whatever it was back then to get drafted. You had to be huge. But uh, anyways, Noah it was um yeah, it was pretty special. I, I had gone into New York and almost made the team out of out of training camp. Um, but got sent down to Hartford and then made my way back up in, in January. Um or I played for the for the rest of the season but uh yeah it was it was really cool to, to play uh, my first game I I um wasn't sure if I was going to play I was uh Ron Mo said yeah take warm-up and we'll see this the one guy might play and he might or might not play and then we'll slide in with Theo and uh, Mike York on uh, at center I said okay that'd be that'd be great <laughs> i'm ready whenever i can do it and then after warm-up he came in and he said sorry uh you're not going to play in the middle you're actually going to play on the right side with mess and graves so i got to start the game my first game against the canadians in uh, madison square garden with, with those two so <laughs> it all happened it all happened really fast and um scored my next game actually on hashrick which was <laughs> probably the biggest drill i have in hockey so that was kind of cool and and uh after that season um playing with those guys i ended up getting traded to ottawa and bounced around there and then uh over to europe for a year back with the avalanche uh the the year that got wiped out so and then 14 more over in europe just to to uh finish a 19 year career but it was definitely the that was definitely the highlight was playing in new york with those big names and um and you know another thing that, that I, I talked about in a few of the stories that I wrote before on the website online was a guy like Adam Graves, just having learned so much from a guy like that on how to be a pro and how to be a good person. Um, and he uh, he's definitely one of the guys that I know you mentioned there that that uh, I took I took a lot of uh, tips from and, and help with uh, how to treat people, how to treat coaches, how to treat fans and everybody, rank workers and everything. So it's uh, that was a big thrill for me and, um, something I'm proud of for sure.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, man, that, that, that must've been, that must've been something to to walk into the room with all those personalities though. Uh, uh you know i'm not gonna i know i know obviously you know a big thing probably around the room there in uh, in arizona is uh, is the spit and checklets podcast and and biz and being around and and whatnot so i'm not going to try to go into that and be like the tell us a crazy story but uh you know maybe i'll ask you, I'll ask you about that i'm sure there's some crazy stories from uh, from that team uh you know being around a little bit uh but we you know we got to keep uh gotta keep moving you know i personally am a massive international hockey fan uh, you know i grew up watching the world juniors and, and everything like that and i'm um, you know, love the jerseys of the different national teams and, and the different jer- you know the, the teams around the world the uh, you know that, that you got to play for you know you, you know you go down the list uh you know you went you were in wales you were in finland germany belarus switzerland germany. sweden russia you know, Slovenia, Austria, Scotland, Denmark, yeah. uh, <laughs> man, do you, it was it just a, just a whirlwind or was it, did it feel like it was long or, or I guess, how do you, how do you sort of remember, you know, being, uh, being somebody that was just kind of on the move so much because, you know, if you wrote a book, I'd, I'd be the first one to buy it, to be honest, but, uh, <laughs> just talk about, uh, talk about that, uh, you know, just playing in so many different countries, experiencing so many different cultures.
1: Yeah, it was. I, I was. I was very lucky and fortunate to see all these different countries in in my playing career. It was. It was kind of due to a fact that, that I was over there for the most part single without kids, and and, um, and then I had a girlfriend who's now my wife, Robin. But we were. We were, um, or I was over there, um, basically playing playing in Germany, and then from there, and in all the different countries you mentioned. But it was, I just kind of went. To, as a mercenary basically the highest offer or different league, i was like sure i'll go try it so i ended up in the khl a couple times and then on uh, some some poor teams over there so then ended up going leaving from there taking buyouts and, and just basically highest bidder and talk with my agent what's the best fit and he just said oh well, why don't you go here this is a good spot so i said oh sure let's try it so i i was kind of a guy that didn't have kids in school like my brother jason did and and nothing that really tied me to, to staying in one spot. And I, I enjoyed traveling and I, you know, I took German classes and can speak German. So that, that helped. And I, I felt comfortable in all the different places. And, um, just like learning about the different cultures and different countries. And, you know, if it, if it was in Slovenia playing in the Austrian league, or if it was in Scotland playing in the, even in the British league where my daughter was born in Scotland and and Denmark and all these different leagues. It was 13 different countries over the over the 19 years that that I was lucky to play in. And uh, I'm super thankful that I played in all of them. And can you could pretty much drop me in a any city over there in Europe, and I either have either been in it or <laughs> could possibly order you know dinner in in uh, native tongue or or whatever it was. So. A lot of people don't get to experience that, and as thankful as I am for the for the hockey side of it, I'm, I'm just as thankful to, to learn about all the different cultures and and uh, and experience uh, living over in Europe for so long.
0: Yeah, no doubt, uh, man. Just to, again, like a crazy story. And, and then I just got to ask you, uh, uh, you know, one more question. Uh, you know, uh, the the opportunity to play for the national team, uh, you know, is something that. You, you clearly took seriously when you were given that opportunity. Uh, and, and obviously with Terry O'Malley, you know, being around uh, in Wilcox for so long, uh, you know, he, he was such a pioneer and, and he took uh, playing for Canada so, so seriously too. And uh, it's such a beautiful thing uh, w- when people, you know, feel that way about, about putting that Jersey on, uh, you know, just talk about your experiences uh, playing for, for the national team, you know, around, you know, the turn of the turn of the millennium when times were a little bit different in terms of the, how many opportunities there were, but you know, also the Deutschland Cup uh, and, and things like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah that, was a, that was a big thrill for me. And I,
1: I still say that that was my funnest uh, year of hockey that I ever played. It was 99-2000. And we worked very, very hard in Calgary for about, you know, sometimes up to a month or two, three weeks without a game. We'd play, you know, a couple of exhibition games, but there wasn't any uh, games until, official games really, until we went over to Europe. And then we'd go to Europe and play, you know, we'd travel around Russia and 20 days play 15 games or whatever it was or you know one time we went and played in Japan we were there for a 7 day tournament flew we were home for in Calgary for I think it was 16 hours and then we were leaving to Sweden to play in the Sweden game. so it was a lot of travel but it was it was the most fun I've ever had um, playing with you know 20 guys that, that uh, were looking for contracts and we had Tom Rennie as our coach, and the experience in all these cities, like I said before, uh, with 20 guys, this was before, you know, cell phones were big, and there was no Twitter, and we would just spend time together, and sometimes some pretty late nights, as Tom didn't really give us a curfew, and we were in these different cities experiencing that side of it, too, so that was a, that was a blast, and um, what some people didn't know was that I, I was there, and basically, I was kind of it was 50, 50, whether I was going to stay on the team or, or not make the team. And I had to kind of battle my way and I was kind of on a week to week and then I ended up having a really good season and, but it was never a sure thing for me. And I wasn't, uh, basically I was paying more in rent than I was making. Um, but I kind of bet on myself and, and, um, kind of parlayed, you know, each week getting better and improving and being a team guy into, uh, you know, staying and being one of the top players on that team, and then finally after the season hooking on with Houston, and then being in the NHL the next year was a was a crazy uh, crazy thing for me that uh, taught me kind of resilience and just to kind of stick with it. And um, you know, from from being called into the office saying they weren't sure if I was going to make the national team to start looking for something else to do, and then and then the next year kind of being in the NHL was a was a big. Uh, big uh, test for me that I that I passed uh, in, in my life and it's uh, it, uh, something I'll always be proud of and look back on and um, I was very very fortunate and lucky to, to wear the Maple Leaf a lot at different times uh, in some big tournaments and like you said the Deutschland Cup and um, the Sweden Games and the Baltic Cup and I'm not sure how many games exactly but uh, it always makes you proud to, to put on that jersey and I'm uh, proud to have a lot of them, a few, all, well, at least a few of them uh, to save with the uh, Maple Leaf jersey with, signed by a lot of my teammates, so, uh, and actually one hanging in the, in the rink there in Notre Dame, which definitely
0: makes me proud. Yeah, it's crazy, and yeah, it's really sweet to, to see all those names uh, around the dunk, uh, the dunk tank, of course, uh, in Wilcox, uh, a legacy, I think, uh, you know, obviously I'm, bias but a legacy that i just think dwarfs kind of every other team in the sj with no disrespect meant to anybody it's just um, pretty special to be around uh so uh, when are, when are you going to be on the spit and checklists jeff uh is that uh, something that you kind of bugged uh did you guys bug biz and net around there or is it just uh just you hope for the invite <laughs> well he's,
1: he's funny i saw biz the other day i was actually i see him every game and stuff and he's asked me before and um I just, like it's a conflict with, uh, with, with working on him for an NHL team. So, I know he. Uh, I saw him at the DMV the other day actually, and he said, "Ah, oh, we got to get John because I was the one that gave the picture of uh, McGrath and Emery there dressed as the
0: uh, Chubs and Happy Gilmore oh, there." I, there to, I played with those two, and I texted that to Biz to put on the
1: for his uh, podcast with the Spit and Chicklets uh, with with those guys and played golf with Whitney as well uh, a couple times here in the last year. But um, no, I don't think uh, – he said, yeah, you gotta got to get on and tell us some stories or whatever. But I think I'll just stick to stick to this side. And uh, But I do enjoy listening, he's and he's a good guy. Um, so that's a, that's a funny podcast. It makes my commute uh, a lot shorter.
0: Yeah, no doubt. Well, there you go. So I got uh, I got a guest on the Notre Dame Junior A podcast that uh, Biz and, Ned and them couldn't get on the Spit and Chicklets. Uh, obviously, the staff uh, at uh, Notre Dame Junior A are big uh, Chicklets fans. So there you go. But uh, Jeff Holmer, okay. I really appreciate your time and uh, and stay in touch and let me know if you're in Wilcox. We'll uh, we'll do it up and uh, and say hello and uh, thanks again for your time. Sure, anytime. Thanks again, and, and best of luck, down and yourself.